Hello, hello again. It's Carly Wharton, and I am back with yet another episode of the I Learned podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to these. It's been uh, so fun, so fun to get to make them and watch all of this take shape. Like I said on an earlier episode, I've wanted a podcast for a really long time, and to finally have a direction that makes it easy (laughs) to want to make episodes and to create content. Like that's so exciting. And, um, if you've been following along, you understand that I'm taking advantage of this energy while I have it. Uh, my good friend Val, she reminded me just now that, you know, don't necessarily think that, oh, I have to stick to a schedule. Like if you have the energy today, make a bunch of episodes today. And then that way, you know, if you don't have energy again for a week to make episodes, it won't be a big deal. Like just, you know, take advantage of the energy while it's here. And I'm like, that sounds like something I would say. So yeah, let's do that. Oh, everybody needs a bestie that can totally like reflect here. Here's what you normally say to me. Uh, here, let me give that back to you real quick. So yeah, you gotta love that. That's like a public service that everyone needs. Um, so what I wanted to talk about in this episode is, oh, what I've learned about vulnerability hangovers and that even as a concept, I had no idea what it was until, probably about 2015 thereabouts. And I found uh, Brene Brown's first ever TED Talk uh, over vulnerability. And from giving her first TED Talk, she later gave interviews where she talked about how she woke up the next morning with like the worst vulnerability hangover ever. And basically what that sounds like is you go back and you watch or you think about like what version of myself did I show to people? And you're like sick to your stomach because you revealed like your inner self, like your, your inner self that normally you would keep hidden. You put it right out there where other people can see it. And the regret and the sick feeling, uh, that comes afterwards, uh, that's called a vulnerability hangover. I had no idea that it had a word or a name. Um, all these years when I felt them, I just proceeded to beat the hell out of myself, you know, like, why not? Like, why on, I mean, what that sounded like, like, why on earth would you have told them that? Why nobody asked to hear about that. Why did you tell that story? Like it, you talked too much. You didn't listen enough. You didn't let anybody else have a turn to talk. You, I mean, did you see them roll their eyes? Like it just, you just start picking apart everything about what happened and the version of yourself that you showed or that you put on display for that moment, you have regrets. And I've never thought as deeply about vulnerability hangovers as I am right now. And so this, this episode is kind of a fun combination of things that I've learned and things that I'm learning, because let me tell you, this is timely. (laughs) This is timely as fuck because I got a vulnerability hangover this morning. Um, after I listened back to the first episode from last night, I was very much in the space of like critiquing and picking apart my episode and how I was on the episode. And, you know, 
obviously recognizing like immediately that none of this feels good. None of this feels productive, like in the sense of what I just got done talking about right before the vulnerability hangover struck. I just got done explaining on the second episode how, you know, there, anytime we feel a negative emotion, that's just evidence that we're walking away from what we want. And so I, you know, I did what I knew how to do, which was to tell Val, my bestie, that this is, I got a vulnerability hangover off that first episode. And she came back and it was so, so amazing. Like when you're honest and upfront and able to say something like that, to own I ha- that I'm having a vulnerability hangover, to be able to tell her that. And then, and that, I mean, that's, cultivated from years now of trust and building that relationship with her, which learning how to build friendships, that is a story for another day, because that's definitely another thing that I've learned. Um, anywho, here we are again, all sidetracked and whatnot, vulnerability hangovers. Yeah. Being able to say out loud and own that I was having one allowed her to come back and basically say, I don't know what kind of self-talk you are have going on right now, but the episode was great. So if you're talking to yourself in a way that you're not able to see that, or you're having regrets or fears about the episode, like that's, that's some crazy self-talk that like, I don't know why you're doing that. (laughs) And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for calling me on my shit. That's exactly what I need. Um, so yeah, like it really brought to light. Wow. What is the self-talk of a vulnerability hangover? What does that sound like? And, you know, just even with my first episode as the example, it sounded like as I re-listened to it, I was really excited. Like my energy in that first episode was really high and really excited. And honestly, how could it not be? Like I've been waiting for years to jump off this podcast cliff and I finally mustered the confidence to be able to do it. So of course my energy was going to be high. And so I was like, like, you know, you sound ridiculous. Like you sound so excited, like almost in an immature kind of way that I was like putting myself down for like being so excited. Like that was some kind of bad thing that I was using against myself. It doesn't even make sense as I'm saying it out loud now, but it's fascinating. And as I, as I unpack all of this and think, you know, So that is, that self-talk is me not allowing myself to be proud of what I did and how I did it. And like, that's, that's what I'm reaching for. I'm reaching for self-acceptance. I'm reaching for being happy with how I'm performing and what I'm doing with my life. And so to experience a vulnerability hangover this morning and realize that I'm, I'm pointing my attention in a self-critical way and it's not feeling good. It feels like a vulnerability hangover. It feels like, like I shouldn't have put myself out there like that on that first episode. And as I'm processing all of this, like as it's coming up today, it's fascinating because I'm realizing, no, that was my authentic self. Like that was, that was the version of me that felt so true that it finally felt possible to jump off the podcast cliff. Like that was, that was the real me. That was my passion leading the way. And I don't ever have to feel ashamed about that. Like, I feel like that realization is sinking in on a deeper level as I go through all of this. Um, it's very, very interesting. I I guarantee it's not going to be my last vulnerability hangover. Um, 
But even to be able to understand, like, what does it mean when you're having a vulnerability hangover? It means that where you are right now, like where I am watching the episode from last night versus where I was recording the episode last night, like there's, mm. <laughs> do you ever have it where the thoughts in your head, it's like, it's going along fine. And then all of a sudden it splits into like six different lanes of traffic all at once. And they all zoom forward and you're like, how on earth could I ever try to keep up with that verbally? So we're just going to like, let that, let that pause right there for just a second. Hmm. So I had to stop and think about that for a second. If you can tell that I just cut out some time. Um, I had to really sit with that because, yeah, I don't think that this is going to be my last vulnerability hangover. And I think that because of what it means, it means that I am making a conscious choice to step outside the safety of my comfort zone. I am choosing to allow myself to be seen without fully knowing like what the reaction's going to be. I am taking a leap of faith that this feels good. So it doesn't really matter how people receive it. It's, I mean, it's an artistic expression. It's me using my voice. It's me, you know, following this never ending journey of figuring out who I am and what that looks like. So if I have a vulnerability hangover, that's a really good sign that I am leaning into my authentic self and into new territory. If I'm having a hangover, that means that I allowed a part of myself to be seen that's really probably never been seen before. Like these last few episodes, I mean, I can honestly say this is not how I walk around in my life. This is way more direct, way more honest, way more filled in with all the details of the backstory of how did I come to these conclusions? I mean, even my best friend is telling me, wow, I learned something about you by listening to your podcast. <laughs> if that gives you any idea how buttoned up I tend to stay in my day-to-day -day life. So yeah, when I unbutton and let people see what's really going on inside Carly's mind, um, it can be a little bit of a wake-up call, I think. You know, like basically, for one thing, I don't get to cuss nearly as much as I would like to in my day-to-day -day life. And I do that out of respect for other people. And yet now I'm kind of realizing that Maybe that's a bullshit limitation that I put on myself and maybe I'm doing that out of fear of other people aren't going to like me as well if I am my authentic self. If I put myself out there and this person doesn't like cussing and now I'm cussing and now they won't like me and now what? Like <laughs> what's the worst case scenario in that situation? Um, I think it really does come back down to Mm, being willing to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there, knowing that there's no guarantee that anybody is going to respond in a favorable way, you know, like to follow, this is what feels good to me. This is what feels right to me. This is what feels authentic to my real self. And I'm going to do that. Even if it means that it, I, I fully understand that this might rub people the wrong way. I'm going to do it anyway, because that's how I honor myself. That's how I honor my truth. That's how I find my voice. This, this whole experiment of making a podcast and putting my thoughts out there, it is a trial in vulnerability. And I've learned 
that often it's a conscious choice. Again, it's not something that's just going to pop up in front of you someday with like, here's the perfect opportunity to be vulnerable. It's like, no, you're, you're scared and you're nervous and you're worried about all the what ifs that you could ever think of. And you press record anyway, you be vulnerable anyway, you, you honor yourself anyway, you give in to your natural flow. You give in to who you really are when you're not trying to pretend to be somebody else. Who is that? And can you stand to be that person on a daily basis? And I'm finding that, you know, like it's a little bit harder than I wish I, than I wish it was, but the fact that I'm here and the fact that I'm having this conversation with myself and you all who are listening tells me that I'm ready to embrace it. So, you know, there you go. Combination of what I've learned and what I'm still learning uh, as I go, which, you know, I'm a student of life. So that'll always be the case. Again, if you've made it this far, you're a trooper and I appreciate you and I hope to see you on the future episode. Okay. That was stupid, but I'm going to leave it in anyway. There you go. Okay. Bye.